Welcome back to another episode of the Aspire Podcast. We're back in Sydney Missionary and Bible College's general stack room. As I've said throughout this mini-series, one of my favourite rooms in the college. And Emma, I hear you haven't even known about this place. Is that true? Is no, it that sacred? I had no idea. Like, you messaged me. Like, fire out. There's a secret room in the library. <laughs> what? Absolutely. This is the best room. Love it so much. Hey, Emma, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. I, I think people are going to get a lot from your story. Thanks for having me. I'm keen. Well, the key thing we do in this this mini-series is hear a little bit about your upbringing, how you came to faith, because we're kind of really interested in your story of how you got to Bible college. So your story kind of begins in a kind of rural setting, little Anglican church, lots of head knowledge about mm. the Bible and Scripture. Mm. Tell me about that season. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it's like a beautiful little church that I grew up in. Um, people are so passionate about the Word and passionate about like preaching the word and like helping others learn more about God through through the word mm. um and so yeah I really reaped a lot of the benefits of that in terms of my head knowledge and like mm. felt like I knew a lot about God and about the Bible um yeah but growing up like part of me questions how deep that knowledge actually went mm. um particularly yeah it got to a point when I was I think 14 ish mm. and um yeah had been processing some stuff that had happened when i was younger and yeah i think just i don't know the emotions of my heart were a lot louder than um yeah the love that i had for the lord and mm. i yeah kind of what the the heart wants the mind justifies right and so mm. like yeah those emotions and a lot of anger to be honest um that i was feeling towards god kind of um flipped a lot of my theology actually I kind of mm. came to the conclusion I didn't think God was good anymore and um yeah but no it was um yeah it was, it was an interesting time it was rough um and so how did how did that change obviously your Bible college now so mm. what happened when you were 16 you're at a you're at a Christian camp there was, yeah. there was an interesting moment when you were doing devotions and you were pretending mm, yeah. to do your devotions. Yeah. Tell me about that. What happened on that camp? <laughs> yeah. So I yeah, I had been pretending for like two years to be a Christian. Um, and part of that was going on to this camp and um, yeah, just doing devotions and sitting there. And um, yeah, I was pretending to read my Bible and pretending to supposedly, you know, hear what God had to say for me mm. and I, I wasn't but ironically God spoke anyways <laughs> and he broke through that wall and yeah through his Holy Spirit he just he said to me he's like I am with you I'm with you I'm with you like just over and over again it's like a, the only way I can describe it it's like a washing machine mm. just like being stuck in it and just mm. over again constantly and I broke I just started like crying I was like oh like God is with me in my anger against sin, in my suffering, mm. in my um, frustration, in, in the injustice in the world. Like, God God is with us. Like, mm. and he, he loves us through it all. And even through me turning away from him, mm. um, even in, yeah, those two years of, of walking away, like, he, he's still with me and he still loves me. Um, and, yeah, I kind of... I kind of realized as well, like the weight of the cross in that and just, um, how much, how much love God would have for people that he would send his own son to the cross. Um, 
And so, yeah, mm. there's a great quote that I love, and it's you can trust a, a king that bled for you. Mm. Mm. And I think um, that really summarizes that kind of time frame in my life. Mm. Well, of just learning that I can trust God because he bled. Mm. Yeah, man, it's, it's powerful stuff. Mm. You had two gap years after high school. Obviously, you were 16 at that point at that camp, finished off high school. Then you had two gap years. You're a nanny for a time, mm-hmm. and then you did a training school with YWAM, which was a super hectic time for you. Mm. Tell us what happened on that YWAM training school year. What, what did you learn? What did you experience? How did that change your direction? Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, it changed a lot. Um, kind of like things like learning to engage with the Holy Spirit more and like listen mm. to God's guidance in that. Um, yeah, the beauty of like international kind of teams and just like what that looks like. Um, and you'd grown up in a more conservative theological upbringing yeah. in the sense of the gifts of the Holy Spirit and sensitivities of the Holy Spirit was mm. unique. And, and by the way, there is a diversity of people listening to this podcast, so I totally get that <laughs> for those who are listening. But I think it is cool to kind of explore that. Mm. Obviously, that was kind of a key thing for you. Is that right? Yeah, for mm. sure. For mm. sure. It was definitely not a part of my mm. upbringing. And so, yeah, that experience I had when I was 16 mm. in coming back to Christ was not only like extraordinary spiritually, but extraordinary just like theologically as well. Mm. Like, oh, whoa, like, God speaks, God moves, like mm. he's alive and he's active today and just being a bit shocked by that. And so um, kind of, yeah, seeing more of that um, in YWAM and also just, yeah, God on the move was like, it still is like an incredible thing to witness. Um, yeah, and one of the most powerful things I think about that was just learning that God uses weak people and he uses... Um, you know, most of my friends in YWAM were like in their twenties and, um, yeah, like we were, you know, just like weak and compared to like the glorious Christ, like so incapable, (laughs) just like so helpless, but yeah, Mm. God uses his people, Mm. um, and just learning that and a reliance on him, um, Mm. and that he moves where he will and like, we can't stop it. <laughs> like, mm. Yeah, it's cool. You then went on to do some psychology study, mm. and while you were doing that, you kind of realised that it wasn't for you. Mm. How, how did that come about? Yeah, I think um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed a lot of it, but so much of it they drilled it into us. They're like, you need to stay on top of the research. It's constantly changing. Mm. Like we studied the the history of psychology mm. and just like the looking, DSM and all that. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And just from like Freud all the way up until now, like just the constant reshuffling and like renewing of of science and and sticking with the truth. But that's the thing. Like truth was so like flimsy. Mm. I want to say like just because it, it could be knocked down by a few really good like peer-reviewed studies honestly and so I while I loved it I also really struggled because I was like man I'm I'm pouring so much of my time into this Mm. into a subject that maybe in 40 years is going to look very very different and like the truths that I'm learning now are going to not be truths by that time and so I got to the end of one year and I was like look I want to pour my time into something that isn't going to change um 
and whilst we like we so need Christian psychologists, like we we desperately need Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Like, and I some I know some good ones, and yeah. they do a whole lot of good for this world. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like we so need them so mm. much. But I think just for me, yeah, just that tension of I really want to stand firm on and study truths that aren't going to change. Mm. I might still go back to psychology if I'm honest, but for the time being, I'm I'm so grateful to be pouring over God's word mm. as a full time student. Like it's so cool. I get mm. like I get to be able to do this full time. Yeah, yeah. That's we'll get to that in a sec. Before we get there, one of the things you mentioned to me offline was that you realised that your your key passion in life wasn't necessarily psychology, but was actually talking about Jesus mm. and knowing Jesus and Obviously, not all of us get to be set aside to be full-time vocational kind of Christian workers, whatever that means. Um, but yeah, tell me about that. How did you realize that, yeah, the psychology thing's good, but actually maybe I'm set aside for something different. Or I can mm. do something different. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I was working alongside my church at the time, um, doing a fair, about, a fair amount of like youth ministry and Mm. stuff and like getting involved there and I think there was something incredible about just like you know when you're spending time in the word with other people Mm. and you can like tangibly just like see the work of the spirit and the work of God in their lives over the course of time like I think it was about two years or something that I was at this church and so it just something shifted in me and I was like wow like there is literally nothing more important than like what goes on spiritually because that's mm. that's what's gonna last like mm. it's the spiritual um and yeah it was it, it really did change a lot and i think yeah this is i mean we didn't chat about this earlier but i had um yeah i also had a friend who came to christ and then passed away the next day and i just it like it really opened up my eyes so much to Mm. how short this life is like Mm. honestly so quick like it's over in a millisecond Mm. and eternity is a very very long time and like i thank god so much that he saved my friend before that happened but like how important is it to like spread the good news how Mm. important is it to disciple and to give people the opportunity to respond to the gospel like Mm -hmm. Eternity is a long time. We have such a short amount of days here and they're so numbered. Like, let's use them well kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. yeah. Wow, that does sound like a really key turning point and kind of mm. something super serious and hectic to encounter. Mm. You had a couple of obstacles coming to college like most people do. Most people have doubts, problems, insecurities, worries. One of them is a really common one. A bunch of people said to you, hey, should you work a little bit more? Should you kind of have a profession? Mm. How did you overcome that obstacle of people saying that to you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was an interesting one. Mm. <laughs> I think it's common. Like and Some people said it to me too, by the way. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not the only one then. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's a common kind of saying, especially in Christian circles. Like, you know spend time in the secular world like mm. get a secular job secular profession mm. and then do bible college like mm. break that cycle of being in the christian bubble um in order to kind of get more wisdom or like kind of thing um 
but in my head I was like I just don't understand like that doesn't it didn't really compute very well for me so I was like but if we want more wisdom if we want to learn how to live wisely in this world we need to run to God like we need to spend more time with him we need to dwell with him and yes we need to live in the world like that's what Christ calls us to we're meant to be in the world but not of the world Mm. and so learning how to do that with him I don't yeah I don't think there's any like certain cookie cutter way to do that a certain specific path and for some people that could be secular work first and like that is so important and such like literally a mission field like Mm. we we need people in the secular workforce if we're all in vocational ministry Who's out there? Who's Absolutely. engaging with those that don't Absolutely. hear in Christ? Um, and there's yeah. just good in the work that everyone is doing. Exactly. From a very basic level of Genesis 1, work being a good thing. Right? Exactly, yeah. exactly, for sure. Yeah, I think I think for me, just like the way God had me at mm. that point, I was like, I'm ready for Bible college. And it, it just, yeah. I had a few other key people in my life just kind of, point me towards that as well and say hey it's okay to actually do this um and yeah I think doing it but keeping it with a focus of I'm not doing this insularly I'm not just focusing on the Christians in my life I'm not only like being absorbed by the bible college community which is great but Mm. also being focused on like being missionally minded and reaching out to non-christian friends and yeah Mm. yeah that's super helpful just that that fine line between like yes there's wisdom in having experience in a secular job but at the same time it's kind of different for everyone mm. and some people will go more directly to mm. college and other people will spend more time in the secular field so I think that's really freeing because I know for some people there's really black and white rules that are put on them that's the amount of time you need to do like do this for five years and this and then this and this and this but in actual fact there's none of those black and white rules in the mm. Bible. Yeah. Honest. Even true. though there is wisdom we can get from older people. Mm. So I just think that's a helpful encouragement. The other kind of obstacle you, you had, you mentioned to me, was that you're wondering if it was for you and that tension mm. of kind of the academic study and faith, like how that was all going to work. Talk me through that obstacle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think there's a lot of pressure in coming to Bible college because you're filling your head with like knowledge about God and then at least for me, my heart is incredibly slow, (laughs) frustratingly slow. And so watching these truths that I'm learning kind of Mm. just like slowly trickle through to my heart and like, and that kind of like spiritual relationship with God. Um, Yeah. Kind of just feeling that weight of responsibility Mm. of um, yeah. Just knowing that I'm, I'm called to not only, love God with my head but love him with my heart and my whole being as well um, and to not take that lightly and I think that could that was almost a bit of an obstacle or a little bit of fear um, and something that I've yeah, constantly kind of been working through at Bible College of mm. um, not just being puffed up in knowledge but growing in love of him mm. yeah yeah it's real tension isn't it mm. so much information it's yeah. hard it's hard mm. I wonder if it's something that takes time and some of it's kind of banked away for later when we can really soak and meditate in a lot more. But it's kind of like that platform, I wonder. Mm. Let's talk about Sydney Missionary and Bible College because that's why we're here. Yeah. 
but that's where we're both studying and mm-hmm. I thought it'd be cool just for listeners to just get a feel for what it's like to be at Bible College, what are kind of some of the rhythms. So yeah, did you want to speak into what it's like being here, what you like, what's good about it, and then we'll get on to some of the stuff that's hard. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I love Bible College. It's <laughs> so good. Like, I So I've been here since January and I thought the honeymoon phase would eventually end after like month two or month three (laughs) hasn't ended yet we're in like halfway through semester two and like i'm frothing i love Mm. it so much Mm. like um the rhythms like we have yeah lunch um i'm pretty involved in the community so we have like lunch and we have dinner together and um yeah you're a residential student yeah yeah so for those who are listening there are some students here that are what they call residential students, which means you, you live on campus, mm. you're here all the time. So I'm a day student and we drive in yeah. and then they're at the part-time as well. And we love the part-timers, but yeah, yeah the resis, you guys are like the, well, the the nickname here at SMSA. You guys are kind of like the, the heartbeat of the college really because you're here all the time. So um, Yeah, I mean, like we kind of, yeah, it's, it's my home technically <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the moment for this stage of my mm. life. It literally is my home. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. It's a lot of people time. Mm. Um, and one of the things I love most about having so much people time is just the sheer amount of engagement you get with people that are so on fire for God and mm. just so thrilled to talk about him, to talk to him, to love him more with their lives. And like, you can, everyone you know how you go through like these little spiritual seasons, I guess, or like mm. um, you're walking through something and you're just kind of like praying through that and God's slowly like uprooting things in your life or growing things and everyone's growing in different areas, but mm. you're all doing that together and you can just see God like at work, like there's mastermind farmer slash gardener, just like, you know, fingers in so many pies and it's just like, wow, like, and when other people are walking through different things in their lives, it kind of just like brings that up in your own life. You're like, oh, how am I going in that area? How am I going in pride? How am I going in, I don't know, like, yeah, like different areas. Um, it's so encouraging, also very rebuking. So like constantly being humbled, but yeah, um, yeah it's, it's beautiful. I wouldn't, I, I don't want to be not humbled. It is something that's really interesting being amongst lots of people who are looking to potentially be ministers or missionaries or people in Christian ministry. Some people go into secular jobs after college, but Mm -hmm. it is an interesting atmosphere because everyone knows that we should obviously be acting Christ-like. I guess it's no Mm -hmm. different really to church. But I guess it's a heightened intensity because we're meant to... Well, maybe we're not meant to... We're meant to be more mature. Maybe not. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But that's a tension, isn't it? Because they're still like other people like where there's different personalities here at college some people are going to naturally get along with others more than others so mm, that's yeah. a bit of tension isn't it there's still conflict like yeah, yeah. So. it's true there is that conflict but i think there's also there's an underlying like sense of humility mm. i feel like that we don't have it all put together and so there might be that kind of like maybe inward expectation that we put in ourselves but also that knowledge that like we're sinners we're stuffed up and like we're all growing together towards Christ likeness, mm. and so, like yeah, like I remember you sharing one time at chapel just about um mm-hmm. yeah just kind of a like conflict resolution moment you had you had and like mm-hmm. I found that so encouraging and very real like especially like in my life as well just knowing that yeah like I stuff up and other Christians around me stuff up but mm. 
God uses weak people. Mm. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. One of the other things you mentioned about being at college is you love like being with people mm. and being in and amongst the community. But on the flip side, the challenge to that is getting away from people. Mm. Do you want to speak a bit into that? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, like being a resi, you literally, if you want to, could spend all of your waking hours with people. <laughs> and so for me, I'm and with like... Christian people as well. The Christians as well. Should be said, right? Yeah, literally. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. And I'm an extrovert. Mm. And the idea of that is just, I love it so much. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I think I've had to learn to be very intentional mm. with taking encouragement that I'm learning in chapel, like principles hour, class time, that spiritual nourishment and that fire that I get that's like, I want to just spend time with Jesus mm. to take that, to listen to it and to apply it and to actually just like say no to people and be like, nah, mm. I'm sorry, can't hang. I'm going away to be with God. Um, dwelling with him, worship, podcast, like just being intentional with that. Um, and then kind of on the other side of that as well, um, learning to be like, like that's my personal time, but then there's also like, oh, I can share that devotional time with like one other person or so, mm. something like, and occasionally like invite someone else into that and we can both like learn together. And there's mm. kind of, I've found a really like, um, like it's such a sharpening process, not just being in community, but like when you're doing like devotions with another person, the sharpening is like super super deep because you're just like so intentionally around the word um so i found that so encouraging for me mm. and for other people that are like older in the faith that like, have like walked with god for longer than me like learning from them and yeah yeah because there's a range of people range of ages and and that college is that what you're referring yeah. to yeah for yeah. sure yeah. yeah so one of the girls that um i live with like she just turned 40 the other day and like her walk is like she's so on fire for god hmm. and like i yeah i've so I much you're gonna say her like walking rhythms yeah she's got a really good stride <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say all right okay yeah sure yeah but yeah no i think the the beauty of just like different ages different mm. nationalities um, yeah. Yeah, it's really quite diverse here at college, isn't it? Mm. Just in terms of backgrounds, interdenominational, so denominational diversity, but then race, demographic, level of coolness. <laughs> 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 Me being on the lower end of the scale. <laughs> no, it is right. Yeah, how, how do yeah. you find that, that diversity at college? Is that something you really like? I love it. I really mm. love it. Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah, something that I thought I understood well growing up was that the, when like the Bible talks about the church having many parts mm. I thought that just meant my church and something I'm learning constantly more and more is that it's not just about a singular body mm. like a singular yeah, group of people but like the whole church like the, the multitudes of like Christians that like yeah all can share gifts with each other and so there like definitely are certain denominations or certain nationalities even or like groups of Christians that have like such strong giftings in a certain area and like as an international church mm. what it like how 
yeah, like honestly, like what a how terrible it would be to not listen mm. to like those people that have such wisdom mm. in those areas and like can strengthen and encourage the church and and parts of it that are weak. Like, um, yeah, like yeah, I I love it. I love mm. the international kind of community. Mm. It's cool. Me too. Me too. You've got a more charismatic bent too, and so do I. <laughs> and I think that's cool as well. Like mm. international calls like that, that can be just a mutual acceptance of just the different ways that we have different inclinations and mm. ways like to pray, do pray, prayer and worship. And it's interesting just seeing some of the international students because we have a lot of international students here at SMBC. How some of them as well teach us about how they do prayer and worship and yeah. the more charismatic things. Mm. Anything else you want to talk about about life at college? we haven't already spoken about hmm it's a good question I think if you're considering coming to Bible college I would say pray about it <laughs> obviously like like it is beautiful but God honestly might have a different path mm. for you um yeah but if you are considering coming like it is a beautiful beautiful time um yeah and put yeah I don't know I yeah I can't I can't express how much I love college (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I think the thing I love most about it is the living active faith of those around me and particularly the lecturers I really hope none Mm. of them listen to this (laughs) I'm sucking up but like maybe they will <laughs> like the genuine heartfelt faith of those around me who just want to see God's name glorified mm. so much of our walk is caught and not necessarily taught like behavior like like the holy spirit works in many many ways but like it's so much easier to come alongside people that are already doing something mm. than to like learn a theory, put it into practice, figure out those steps and then like try and like keep at it. Mm. Like, yeah. And I think witnessing that and having that as an example and then for like the rest of the community to flow out from that and like all of the, like everybody sitting under the headship of Christ. Like I just, yeah, it's a beautiful example of what it means to humbly follow Christ and I'm like so thrilled to be here even just yeah just what I'm absorbing amen Mm. thanks so much for sharing that no problem on that note would you mind praying for people listening Mm. people all across Australia and some even across the world who are right now in this moment thinking about going into vocational ministry in some way in some time frame would you mind praying for them and blessing them and yeah yeah, whatever comes to mind yeah for sure Dear God, um, Lord, we just thank you so much for your word. Thank you that you teach your people from it. Um, Yeah, Lord, we just, we pray that you would um, draw our hearts to love you more, to sit under your word um, and to, yeah, yearn to spend time with you and yearn to see others um, spend time with you. And um, yeah, I just pray that you'd be strengthening our faith um, for those that are listening, that are considering Bible college, Lord, um, would you be 
um, moving them to write to talk to the right people would you be moving them through your spirit through your word um, to yeah consider this and um, yeah would you um, have your will God whatever whatever that is um, we just pray for any barriers that might be in the way Lord um, yeah if they are not from you God we just pray that they would um, fall by the wayside and that um, anything earthly or fleshly or any fear that might be there or um, anything that um, isn't focused on you God Lord I just pray that um, they that would not be a barrier um, yeah and Lord but yeah above above all um, whether it's it's Bible college or somewhere else in life Lord I just pray that you would be renewing our minds um, yeah rebuking us constantly and teaching us to love others and valuing them as greater than ourselves. Mm. Lord, we thank you for the cross. We thank you that you are the king that bled and that we can have full assurance and full trust in you. Um, yeah, God, I just pray that you would teach us to love you more and teach us to be bold in proclaiming your name with love and respect, but not shying away from the truth. Mm. In your name, amen. 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 Thanks so much for coming on. No problem. Thanks, Aaron.